0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Inside Situation, a bi-weekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having in the agency. I'm Peter Yudhisik, head of technology at Situation. I am joined this week by Kevin McCauley from our creative team. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Peter. And we are also joined by freelance writer extraordinaire, former Situation employee, the amazing, the wonderful Busy Koi. Hello, Busy. Well, hello, Peter. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: That was my low radio voice. Yeah, you are. <laughs>
0: you are. You are one of our fan favorites. People have been screaming for us to have you back. It's true.
1: My, that's flattering.
0: Yeah. and And we are recording this episode of Inside Situation from our new office. We just moved. What do you guys think so far?
1: Well, I just took a tour. I just got here for the first time 20 minutes ago. I love it. I love the design elements. I love the flow of the space. It's just really cool. I wish I still worked here.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite, quite the place to be. Uh, I kind of feel like Annie in the beginning when she's like at the Warbucks, man, like we just don't know where everything is. I feel like somebody's going to put away all my clothes. I don't know. It's, it's plus, great. Plus that shaggy dog is running around. I that get might it. Be I get it. it yeah. Maybe that's it. That's why. Yeah, and there's
1: a rich bald man in the corner. We don't know who he is. That's a terrible way (laughs) to talk
2: about (laughs) it.
1: Damien, don't listen to this part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode of Inside Situation. Uh, Our topic today that we wanted to explore was the concept of over uh, a length of time working in a creative industry. Uh, how you may have many jobs, how you may work from place to place, but at some point you stay connected to the community as a whole. Um, I have found this to be true in my experience that there are certain people that I still work with today that I worked with 15 years ago. Um, Not in the same way, not in the same place, but it's about staying connected to those people that you find along the way or those those companies that you find along the way and, and just really uh, seeing that the industry is a lot smaller than I ever anticipated it was when I first started working, uh, in, in a creative endeavor. And, and about being able to recognize when you meet somebody along the way that you, you know, hey, you know what? I think I'm probably going to be working with that person in 10 years. I don't know how, I don't know in what way, but there's something, and it's really, for me at least, it, it seems to have held true. Um, Busy, you and I go way back.
1: Well, that's true, Peter. <laughs> uh, this is, you
0: know, situation's not the situation is not the first company that we worked together at. Um, do, do, you, do you, does any of what I just said resonate with you? Do you find that to be true uh, in terms of you know, staying connected to people throughout the your career?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that's something that I've only sort of recently figured out. And I think it's something that comes with age and experience almost. I'll give you that. Um, so you're right. We have worked together before. We worked together at Blue Man Group. Um, and that was my first job out of college. And I was there for about four years in a variety of positions. Um, and they were very cool about letting me jump around and try new things and work with different people. Um, but there came a point where I decided it was time to leave. Right. Um And if I had been older and wiser, I would have made more of an effort to stay connected to the people I loved working with at Blue Man Group. That was such a great place to work. And there were so many cool, creative people. But being young and dumb, you're just excited about the next opportunity. And the the sort of – I was doing a little bit of a career shift towards a writing path. And it didn't occur to me, you should really make an effort to stay in touch with these people. Um, Certain people I stayed in touch with socially as friends. I made a lot of just social friends there, and we're still friends today. Um, But I didn't know. I didn't know then that I would really value being in touch with them later in life. Now, then having worked at Situation and left Situation I feel like something clicked where I was like, you better stay in touch with these right. people. <laughs> um, you know you're going to work with them again. You know that you've built relationships and, and there's value to that. I almost think in this day and age where things are so fleeting and things happen yeah. so quickly, relationships are our most valuable
0: asset. You That's know? interesting. And it, 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 you don't necessarily know that when you're starting out.
1: Right. The because, world seems so big. Right. Possibilities are endless. You're going to meet a hundred more people. Yeah. It doesn't matter about those people. Especially in, in New York. I mean, yeah.
0: you when you, you know, it's so you feel like, at least when I first moved here, I feel like the odds of running into anybody you knew were just so astronomically low. But yeah, as you get older, it's like something happens and the world shrinks in some Yeah, way.
1: you're running into people on the street. Oh, hey, right. no big deal.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it goes – it speaks to what you were saying before, Busy, about how you're – when you're younger, you're kind of always just looking for the next step. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking ahead yeah. so much, it's hard to uh, contextualize what your professional career at that state, you know, especially if you're
0: just starting out or you don't, you know, have a ton of experience.
1: And that's understandable. You know, that's yeah. where your mindset is.
0: Oh, and I, I mean, I also was when I started at Blue Man, uh, it was my first job in New York, not my first professional job, but it was my second job out of college. And it was I got there at such a point in time where I also did a lot of different things. I came in, when it was just like all hands on deck, I really, over the course of seven years or however long I was there, was able to real, you know, it was a classroom, it was a laboratory. I could really go in and say, you know what, I'm really interested in this and let me make the case that this is something that I want to pursue. And, you know, I feel so lucky that I had that opportunity. And and when I also left, that's, that's kind of one of the things that I took away. But I remember being very, uh, also very hungry. When I was there, yeah. I, I really wanted to prove myself. I really wanted people to take me seriously. I really wanted to be you – know, and and I think that as I get older, that's, that inverts so much. <laughs> you just want people
1: to leave you alone.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> not, not necessarily You're that, trying very hard to find someone to
2: take seriously. That's, <laughs>
0: Ooh, <laughs> ouch. Or Well, let's put it another way. I, I think you recognize the, that when you're at a different stage in your career – that you see somebody younger who is very hungry and trying to prove themselves and you can kind of be like, oh, isn't that adorable? Yeah. You you know? see, well you <laughs> see you yourself in them. that. You, yeah. you do see yourself in that. Yeah. Yeah. And you really try to give them the benefit of of applauding that because it's a part of there's something really uh wonderful in that spirit if you don't push it, you know, too far and and you know, there's that that benefit of of having a little bit more experience and being a little bit more seasoned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you see this, and I think that's part of going back to our topic, when you you understand the people that you're going to be connected with, I think sometimes it's that you were at the same phase of your career at the same time. Uh, I think of my very good friend, Lisa Wisely, um, who you guys also know. And, w- you know, at Blue Man, we were kind of thrown in together to like figure out the website. People didn't know, you know, it's like, it was very early on. There were new media positions in the industry. And like, we were, I remember being in the same place at the same time where it was, you, we don't know what to do with this. Nobody knows really how this works. You guys figure it out. And, and she's one of my closest friends. And. And to this day, I will always remember being in the trenches with her to kind of say, well, let's figure this out. Let's get together and and make this a thing. And and I think that that's one of the things that bonded us. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll work with her. She's done work with the situation. I'll know i work with her in the future. It's like those that's just one of those people that I can count on. I know I'm going to be connected to for a long time.
1: It's funny because I think it it's the easiest to stay connected to those people who are your peers and yes. that you're thrown into the same lion's den together and you go through the same experiences. Yes. Um, what's more difficult and what – you know, I think as you come up, what you realize you can do is stay in touch with your supervisors, your superiors, your yeah. managers, which seems a little intimidating when you're starting out or coming out of school. They seem so light years above you <laughs> and like they're the royalty of the company almost. You don't want to bother them. Right. But really, I think those are the people that you should also make an effort to stay in touch with um, because I think they would, if, I mean, I'm just thinking of you know, bosses that I've had and thinking, okay, well then if I'm leaving them to go somewhere else, clearly I must have offended them in some way or they must be mad at me for leaving or, you know, you get all these... You think all these you things about how they must think head. about you, and it's like you know what? I had so many great bosses at Blue Man Group. I'm like, I should have stayed in touch with them more. We had so many positive experiences, but as a kid, you're like, oh, I better just leave because I, right. you know, because I said goodbye, and now it's probably that's over. But yeah. it, there's no, there's no reason you can't stay in touch with those people too.
0: Well, and I, I think uh, even people that I haven't been directly supervisor, the supervisor of, I'm thinking uh, specifically of a. Uh, an intern who worked here at Situation who, and I, I always try to give this advice when I talk to people who are starting out, you know, there's almost nobody who will say no if, if you go up to them and say, hey, could I buy you a cup of coffee? Could I buy you lunch? Mm-hmm. And just pick your brain, yeah. you know, uh, and uh, and she wrote this amazing letter when she left. And, you know, those, are. I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I think it does seem intimidating, but I very vividly remember people that, took it in there, uh, that, that made it a part of their, their motive to kind of make a connection make on a the effort, level. Yeah. 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 And I applaud that. I mean, that takes, that takes a lot of guts. Yeah. Um, I wish I did more of that as well. Um, I agree.
1: And I think now, well, again, now that I'm older and wiser, I'm so old, you guys, <laughs> um, leaving situation, I feel like my approach was entirely different. Now, I'm still working with you guys to a certain capacity, so it's not like we were completely cut off. But I do things like I just show up in the office sometimes. Right. I would never have thought to do that at previous jobs. But I feel like I'm going to come in and say hi to my people yeah. and just be around and keep the connection going and see how everybody's doing. Um,
0: and I love it when that happens. Not just you, Busy, but I can think of, you know, lots of other people that have worked here. And, and it's I think it part of it depends on on how you leave. Um, you know, if you're moving or if you're moving on to something else and I think, uh, you know, if you, if you, you know, got caught stealing from the company, you probably don't want to come back. Or if you're going to work for the competition. Well, (laughs) You actually bring up a really good point. And I think, uh, you know, we talk about the competition, but uh, the, the more I, the older I get and the more I'm in a creative field in the live events industry, whatever you want to call it, um, It feels less like competition. It's such a small world.
1: We're all really working together on the same thing. We kind of are
0: really all working together on the same thing. That's true. And the same people, you know, hop from place to place to place. You never know who is outside your office or outside in the hanging around in the kitchen who used to work at the place that you might be, you know, talking about. Yep. Yep. Um, Kevin, I want to make sure you, you're the youngin'.
2: You're the baby in the situation. (laughs) I do want to interrupt, go back a little bit. When Busy said young and dumb, she specifically looked at me. So for all you people who cannot see what's going on in this room, that was a thing that happened. And I noticed it, Busy, and uh, I'm still thinking about it, obviously. This
1: is why I'm really good about maintaining relationships. (laughs) Um, I really know how to make people feel valued and important.
0: (laughs) So sorry, so, sorry, no, Kevin. Okay. Sorry, Kevin. I mean, it's one of the things that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Yes. Uh, oh, as you see, busy every time. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But but talk a little bit. I, you know, we've been kind of monopolizing the conversation. Um, it, does any of this resonate with, with you as someone who's kind of earlier in your career? Uh, you, can you give a little bit of your background to to our listeners of how you ended up where you are? Sure. Uh, well. Yes, everything that you guys
2: are saying uh, definitely resonates with the experiences I've had. I've kind of done a lot of industry jumping. so uh, I. But the one thing I can say that I've seen across all of these industries are relationships and how it is a smaller world than you ever think it will be. Uh, when I came out of school, I was interning in the music industry. I worked in the music industry for a little bit. Then I went to the television production and I was there for a couple of years. And then I kind of found my way into situation by way of – marketing and Broadway, which was always kind of my thing from the get-go. So – and but even jumping from industry to industry, I still try to keep in touch with my bosses, with people I've worked with. I still see them uh, because you never know. Uh, I've kind of developed this – jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none background. But the one good thing about that is that uh, I I feel like I have this very wide network of people with very, very diverse skill sets in very diverse areas. Um, And there's a value to that, too. uh, Definitely. um, That you just kind of throw this wide net over New York City and you pull in all these different people. And there's a lot of – there's a lot you could take from that. So I guess my thing I would say looking back on how I got here is – don't be afraid of that because there's value sure. in it. I could say even I, as I was doing it, I was like, "Is this the right thing?" I haven't stayed in one sector for more right. than a, you know two or three years at a time. Like, you know, am I doing the right thing? But there's definitely value in how I got to where I am now. Uh, mm-hmm. That I think will stay with me going
0: forward. Yeah, it, I, I think the diversity of of skills you, you can kind of feel like, uh, especially if you're at a place where you're doing a little bit of everything. You know, it's, or it can you can have that temptation to say, no, 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 I really need to focus in one area. Otherwise, people aren't going to take me seriously. But I think with this gig economy, you know, I, I think that's less true than it ever has been in the past. And I, I think that, um you know, the adaptability, we've talked a lot about that curiosity, the ability to stay curious and, you know, kind of come, come into a place Uh, And say like I don't know exactly what it is I'm going to do, but I know that I work well with these people, and I'm I know I'm going to find something. I know we're going to come together and gel, and and I'll be able to contribute in some way.
1: Well, you mentioned gig economy, and I think knowing that that's where we are right now, knowing that even if you're not a freelancer or really you know looking for gigs, you're probably still only working at companies a couple years, a few years. You know, we we don't have like lifelong company loyalty anymore. In that in this situation, I feel like the ability to maintain relationships becomes the number one skill of mm. any successful employee because who knows where you're going to be, who knows who you're going to work with, who knows what your career trajectory is going to be. But if right. you can meet people, work with people and maintain that relationship, like you've got it made.
0: Well, that, I, you, the word that stuck out with what you just said was loyalty to me. Um you know, yeah, you did used to have that loyalty to a company mm-hmm. that was going to be around for 50 years, that was going to give you the pension that you were going to retire. When I started out professionally, I was working uh, down in Florida for, for Walt Disney. And I did see people who had worked there for 30, 40 years. And I think that's still one of the probably the last big American companies where that's possible. But what I saw were people that were miserable.
2: Oh, they no. were there for
0: thirty years, and they just—they were phoning it in. They were there to just get the paycheck. And I think I—I <laughs> I, I learned a lot when I when I first went there. Uh, I think it's a great place to start, maybe a great place to end and retire. But I saw this whole group of people in the middle that were just hating life,
2: oh. and I was like,
0: "Oh, I can't be here too long. Like, let me get out of this. What I'm going to get out of this? Uh, but I think you're exactly right. The 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 loyalty that people used to invest in a place and a company has been replaced by the loyalty of people that you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's never been easy, you know, in terms of we've talked about staying in touch with people, you know, via social media or LinkedIn or whatever. It's never been easier to at least have a cursory connection. To, to those people, even if it's not a meaningful connection. I mean, I think, you know, it's great if you can say, you know, every six months we're going to get lunch. We're going to sit down and actually engage with one another. But if if nothing else, you can have that kind of virtual connection with somebody.
2: Yeah, I think it also goes back to what we were saying before about competition and not really being competition. I mean, the, the relationships, it, and it speaks to the, you know, the digital age that we're living in, but there, we're, there's just no walls. Even the walls that it seems there are, there aren't really walls and it's important to keep that in mind as you're developing a professional career as well.
1: I mean it, and along those lines, it's never been more important to not burn bridges mm-hmm. because you never know who is going to be the link to your next job, right. which person that you pissed off at whatever place is going to be the person who knows the person who's hiring you for your right. next gig, whatever it is. <laughs> you know how do you
0: but okay but sometimes it's so tempting to want to burn that bridge sometimes you're in a situation uh, uh Hopefully it's rare, but where you, I think of George Costanza. You know, walking, <laughs> he's the walking model for in, my career. Surely, you know, walking into the office and and having that tirade moment on a Friday afternoon <laughs> where he tells everybody what he thinks of them, and then realizes he's made a huge mistake over the weekend, and comes in Monday morning and just pretends it never happened. Uh, I th- there's something about the zeitgeist of that idea that I think resonates. You, oh you know, yeah, isn't it sometimes more? satisfying to well let me ask it maybe this in a different way when you do leave a place i think you do need some sort of a break like i think it's helpful and healthy to have a little bit of a a, a period in which you have limited con- communication
1: cooling off period a cooling,
0: a cooling down period especially if you know you left a place where you knew a lot of things and you want to fight against that kind of codependence. The only way for them to move on is to be like, not be able to reach you every five minutes to kind of keep you trapped. Have you found that as you've left places that you've needed a little bit of a, let's take a break and let's see what happens on the other side of it?
1: Interesting. I mean, I, I think certainly, um, well, I think I'm codependent with situation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, you know, teach me how to leave you. I can't do it. I love you too much. That's um, the line
0: from Brokeback Mountain? Oh, I wish teach I knew how, how to mountain. quit you, yeah.
1: situation. Um, but I just can't. I love it.
0: Well, I mean, I'll, I'll you know, I think uh, when I left Blue Man and, and started my own company and consulted, and I had the opportunity to, through a very good friend of mine, go to the other side of the world and work. And I think... Uh, that, and, and then after that experience, um, I actually did a little bit more work with blue man. And I think if I hadn't had that bit of a firewall zone mm-hmm. in between, um, I, I think it, it gave me the opportunity to find confidence in myself and to kind of come back to that previous relationship with a different level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. Whereas it didn't just feel like I was, hanging on lingering on and I think that that's important when you when you start a new chapter of your life you kind of have to um you 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 have to have a certain amount of a blank slate you have to have the ability to kind of rediscover you know how is it that I adjust to the world not just adjust to this place where I was very comfortable Mm -hmm. I think you kind of have to put yourself through that discomfort zone reestablish your own ground rules uh and I, I honestly think that that makes you more appealing. Uh, I, you know, one of the things I think, if when whenever you've worked someplace early in your career for no fault of your own, people see you in a certain way, and they don't necessarily see you if you came in at the entry level as necessarily that person who's going to be, uh, you know, in the C suite. You know, for sometimes that happens. That's great, but sometimes for no, you know, it's just. That was the person who incubated here, and I saw it at actually Disney all the time. You had people who would come in and start in one area and wanted to be like Imagineers, and it was very hard to get promoted from, uh, you know, working show entertainment to be brought into the creative inner sanctum, Mm -hmm. and I saw a lot of people get really frustrated by that because they would hire externally a lot from people outside. It's like, oh, our inside people, we know what they can do. Let's really, you know, so it, it... I'm kind of rambling a little bit here, but I think you, when you have the opportunity to redefine yourself, sometimes that's the most important part of staying connected to people over a period of time. It's not just, oh, this is when we all used to commiserate back in the day. It's like, here, here are the other experiences that I've had. And now I'm coming and bringing those back to the fold. Mm
1: -hmm. So I'm, I I can talk to my, my two leaving my company um, experiences. And I would say the interesting thing is it, I, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense to me what you're saying to have kind of a clean break, have a, a moment to reconnect with yourself and figure out where you're going and kind of leave the baggage of your old job behind before you jump into the new opportunity. Um, I feel like I didn't do that in either situation that I was in. When I left Blue Man Group to come to Situation my first situation client was Blue Man Group. Right. But the interesting, interesting thing about that was when I met with Blue Man Group as a client, which was a new situation for me, I was meeting with marketing people who I had rarely worked with yeah. at Blue Man Group because my position was completely unrelated. Yep. Um, and they had to see me in a different light sitting at the table presenting ideas, yeah. which was never something I did at Blue Man Group either. So I think for them it was an adjustment to see me in a new light. And for me it was an adjustment to kind of assert myself and say, oh, this is my new – this is my new role and I'm you know, doing something I never did at Blue Man Group. But we're still kind of working together. So that was – that took a little bit of yeah. getting used to. I, I
0: had some similar experiences. Um,
1: but, but that <laughs> – but to – the great point there is, if unless I had maintained that relationship with them, if I had burned my bridges and you know told off a bunch of people, which I had no reason to do anyway, but if I had gone the George Costanza route, I never would have succeeded in my new job, yeah. wherein a relationship with Blue Man Group was part of the reason I think I got the gig.
0: And, and even though that was probably a little strange for you in the beginning, I bet you're better off for having certainly, done that. I, certainly. So rarely do we get the opportunity to – to sit down with people that know us and say, no, this is another facet of my personality that you didn't know. Right. So even even if it takes adjusting or that that isn't something that people, it's not something that it, some people can ever adjust to. But I think going through the experience of in your own brain, mm-hmm. making that transition, I think is a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I, and I certainly, it was certainly a boost of confidence to come to a new company and and be viewed in a different way based yeah. on whatever the title is that you're coming in at versus the title that you held when you left your old job. Um, you can kind of think about yourself in a different way. You're not whatever you were two weeks ago when you quit. You're now this new thing. And I think there's some confidence that comes with that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I, it it proves that you can start a new chapter.
2: Yeah. 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 And also it goes back to what you were saying, Peter, before about how sometimes when you're in a company, it is hard to move up. It's kind of uh, – it's almost reassuring. That seems like it's a frustrating thing, but it can be a little bit reassuring to know that you can go out and get those experiences other places and then find a new way in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of both ways. I think that we're seeing that there's are examples where you can uh, not have that cooling off period or you can start with the company and work with a right. different capacity, and it can be successful, but there are also instances where you don't have to work in that dream job, in that dream company from the start to get your start. The important thing is that you kind of Build up your knowledge base and make connections first, and then you could see where it leads you, and not be so you know pigeonholed on one idea when yeah. you're starting out.
1: I wish I had known. I mean, there's so many things you wish you had known when you were starting out, but that there is no clear path.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's
1: no there. There are better ways to do things, maybe, or easier ways to do things, but there's no one perfect path to this is my dream job. First, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to do this. Then I'm gonna do this. Then I'm going to get my dream job. And it's okay to kind of take the path that presents itself in front of you and make the best decisions based on the opportunities that you see. And, you know, you can't always do things exactly how you want to do them or, you know, find the perfect job and leave your company in the most perfect way and maintain a relationship. It's like (laughs) it's not always possible. but. To just do the best of what you have in front of you.
0: But I I also think that there are ways to sow the seeds for the future. that's true. You know, there was a two-year period between... My working at Blue Man, and my working at Situation where I was doing something completely different, but I would come to the Situation events. I knew I liked this organization, and I said, you know what, I'm going to stay connected in whatever way possible. So I came to the events. I made sure that I said thank you to Damien every time he invited me. And it's just you can do things to stay in the orbit of things that you like. And, And I feel that that really pays dividends. I agree. So busy. I'm uh,
2: planning on leaving situations soon, actually. This is my, this podcast is my two weeks notice. So what advice would you uh, give to me uh, based on that? Now knowing that
1: Um, advice, advice in what realm? I could tell you so many things, Kevin. Oh,
2: you know, maybe we should just talk afterwards. No, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, how to uh, keep that professional uh, relationship, how to, how to keep them. What, What do you think?
1: Well, Peter just said a bunch of great things, you know, um, Coming to events is a great way to stay connected. Um, Social media, like you said, it's never been easier to just, you know, like somebody's picture on Facebook or retweet their tweet. It takes a second and they know that you're thinking about them and that they, you know, are staying connected. Um, Like I said, I I like FaceTime. Um, You know, not all the time, but I like to see people face to face. I like to ask them questions about their life beyond work. I like to find out how everybody's lives are going and, you know, just have a casual conversation. Um, When I left here, I started doing a thing where once a year I send, I think Damien and Tom and a couple other people, I send them like a thank you note and a gift just to be like, thanks for working with me. And Absolutely. just to say, you know, like it's something stupid and small, but I just want them to know how much I appreciate that they are open to the relationship going on. Right. Um, I really, cause I really do appreciate it. Um, I think everyone has their own different way of communicating and staying in touch. And I think just do the thing that feels right for you. Um, and I think just don't be, don't be afraid. I think a lot of it just stems from just being confident about, you know, there's no reason not to stay in touch. Like, just stay in touch.
2: Amen. That all sounds really great, but I'm probably just going to tell everyone off. Sorry. That's <laughs> George, right, George stands, uh,
1: Is there a uh, situation where that's appropriate? Where would it be?
0: Hmm. Well, that's a good question. Okay,
1: look, if you work someplace that's <laughs> like – Um, discriminating against you based on your um, ethnicity or your gender and you've gone through a lot of horrible things with them, I think just tell them off and say good riddance. You don't want to work with those people.
0: You know, I... I, And file a lawsuit. There's a a little mantra that I like to say when I've worked with somebody who's given their notice. You know, the ones that I remember are the ones who stayed classy. Mm. So I'm going to counter your... Tell them off a little bit. Like, people that just you know you kind of kind of see it through to the end and say i'm i'm not going to burn the filing cabinet i'm not going to you know trash everything i've heard stories of people that have flipped their desk and walked <laughs> out and i'm like you remember that and i'm like i would never work with that person in the future because if that's the potential end so you never know, but
1: I. Well, I think it's important. You know, if Kevin, you're giving your two weeks notice, we're all very broken up about this yeah, right I'm now. I'm okay. <laughs> i
0: have <there> another um, <laughs>
2: host. Uh, no, I'm still going to host. Oh, thank <laughs> God! Don't okay. give I'm still going to come God. in. That's how I'm going to stay connected. Perfect.
1: But I think the moment you know that you're going to give your notice, or it's time to move on, or you're you're looking for another opportunity, I think you have to be smart about how you strategize how you, how that's going to play out because it is under your control how that situation plays out, and I think it's important to know how you're going to tell the people at your office, what you're going to tell them. I mean, if you say, you never gave me any chance to move up and you never let me do this and this and I'm moving on, probably not the best thing. If you approach it as I, there's a new opportunity and I'm really excited and I'm grateful for all that you've done, but I just can't pass up this amazing opportunity to, you know, do this thing I've always dreamed of doing. Who can begrudge you that? Who can begrudge somebody an exciting opportunity that they're really positive and thrilled about or however you want to broach it? But I think you have to be very strategic about the reasons that you tell people and how you decide to make that transition because there are good ways to talk about it and there are more negative ways.
0: Yeah. Every place that I've left, I've always found that even if I didn't 100% mean it, a thank you at the end was so much better. Than anything else. So much more satisfying than any momentary gotcha. Stay classy,
1: San Diego. Stay classy,
0: San Diego. Um, Thank you, Ron Burgundy. Um, Guys, thank you so much. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today in our new digs as we figure out Situation Studios 2.0, the future of the podcast. Busy, Kevin you guys are amazing thank you so much thank to all you. of our wonderful listeners thank you so much for listening to inside situation if you have any feedback if you have any ideas if you want to tell us about how you you know stay in in touch with people that you've worked with in the past or why we're wrong or why we're right send us an email to podcast at situation.myc and we will talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks thanks so much